0: This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. (laughs) The High Regard Show. It's... A
1: bold experiment. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday.
0: Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And
1: I'm Nikki. And
0: this is the High Regard Show.
1: In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up
0: on the third floor.
1: Moving on up.
0: Oh, don't get better than that. And welcome to the show.
1: Hi everyone. So, it's been our first full week with Kona. It has been our first full week with Kona.
0: It was a week ago today... That we had our a, a first full day, full night after bringing her home on Thursday. Because we're recording this on Friday.
1: Right, right. So, and it's been a week since she, was, she made her HRS debut.
0: And I gotta say, she's a little bit of a different dog this week than she was when we <laughs> brought her home last week as she lays there on the couch right now.
1: <laughs> she's very, very sloth-like. And she's very lazy and she likes to sleep a lot.
0: True, but when she's working, she works hard, though.
1: She's a very good girl, but you and you are absolutely obsessed with her,
0: maybe too much,
1: a little bit too much, much. a little bit too much.
0: If there's such a thing, my bank account proves that there is definitely too much possibility. (laughs) I think that's probably the word too much. (laughs) But
1: we really hit the jackpot with her, she is just precious,
0: yes. And I would say that already. Um, I had my first episode in front of her.
1: Yes. In the park. And how did that go? Um, And what happened? Like, why don't you describe your
0: episode? It was so embarrassing more than anything, to be honest with you. Well, what happened? Um, I brought her to the dog park for the first time. Mm -hmm. I believe it was the first time that I brought her down there that this happened. I brought her down there three times total. Today was the first time with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe it was the first time we went down there and... There's not a lot of dogs in the dog park during the day, which is great. And
1: it's a really great. big dog park. Yeah. It's in It's in Washington Heights, and it's just, it's really big. It's very shady and woodsy, like, but it's literally right off of Riverside Drive, and it's, it's just a really, really nice big park. And it's clean,
0: and there's not a lot of dogs there, and everybody there is super nice that I've ran into so far. I mean... It's a cool place, but I think on the first day that I went, there was one other dog, and her and the other dog got along good, and then two other dogs came, and I don't know what happened. Like, I was kind of... She doesn't, like, jump around or anything like that. She smells the other dogs, and then she kind of just yeah, roams she's, away. she's
1: very chill. Like, she is much more relaxed
0: than we are as humans. Oh, my God. Undoubtedly. So, when we're there, and all the other dogs were going crazy, and she was settled in, um... I went to pour some water into like this little make this little collapsible water bowl we got for her. And Buck Nasty's mama's a water bowl. <laughs> in fact, I should write that on it. So if anybody says, Is that your water bowl? I'm like, Oh no, it's Buck Nasty's mama's water bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I went to bend down to give her water and then everything just went black like in a second. Like it happened right. so fast that it was like, Whoa. And I just kind of just closed my eyes, and then I opened them. And it was literally a second. But because there was, like, you know, three other dogs there and four other people, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is why I don't leave the house. This is, like, embarrassing as all hell to, like, have this happen. And um, I opened up my eyes, and I'm laying on these, like, muddy wood chips <laughs> And uh, my little Kona's just laying across my legs, like, just laying there with a tail wagging 100 miles an hour looking at me like
1: is this ha- a game so like, what are we doing what just happened well so, i mean at least you know that like when we start the training with her that she oh my god she's the cutest um <laughs> that was a real-time observation right can't, there you can't look at her door and it's like when the
0: tv's on when we try to record and you're like going and so what are you thinking at and i'm like what 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 are we recording now i know
1: because you're staring but like she just did the cutest little stretch um and I'm sure Tyler's in her bedroom just like rolling her eyes as <laughs> she does. But well, I'm uh, not that she
0: is the middle child yeah, of She she's is, yeah. Her eyes. She's That's...
1: definitely the Jan Brady of the, gr- <laughs> of the group. <laughs> but she is just the same way as we are because she's like, oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. so. I know. She everybody tries to play it tough. Her. Everybody loves her. Yeah. But. Yeah, today we took her to the dog park and there was nobody there. So we were just like, oh my God, we're going to take her off the leash because we're not sure. You know, she's had some run-ins with dogs where like there was like a scuffle and then she's had some really good ones. Oh, yeah. But we were like, oh my God, today like she's alone at the dog park. Let's let her run. And like just she's going to run off like because once in a while she'll get this like burst of like just raminess and she'll do zoomies on our bed, which is ridiculous. And you you like encourage it and like she's always fucking up her bed just before we get in there yeah. but so we're like oh like let's let her do zoomies around because nobody's here and we don't have to worry about like a bad interaction with a dog and she like we took her off the leash and she didn't know what to do Like, she had no idea. She was just, like, standing there, like, looking at us. And then we're running around like morons trying to, like, make her chase after us.
0: She's just watching us like, oh, there you go. Exactly. Looks like you're having fun. And
1: being, like, the lazy dog that she is, she's just, like, taking her time sauntering over to us, you know, and just, like, what are you guys doing? But then she found, like, a dirty rope. Because people leave toys there and stuff so that dogs have things to play with. And she found this, like, dirty rope. And she started playing tug-of-war with it. And then, like... Almost was just like, a
0: totally like a little, different dog. like
1: she was like a Bronco, like a bucking Bronco. I thought she was going to break her own neck.
0: I thought she was going to break more than her neck. There I mean, was a few times she jumped on me and I'm like, I think she broke my nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she did a junk shot.
0: <laughs> but it's weird. I think like, you know, one thing that we have run into walking her, because um, where we live, there is a plethora of like just bulldog, There's like um, pit bulls. Right. And, uh you know, she is a mutt, but she had definitely has some pit bull in it. You could see it in her face. She's the cutest thing in the whole entire world. Oh, my God. But she is. whenever we, you know, it's weird because whenever you go past another pit bull owner, like, they'll stop and talk, and she's right. super good with big dogs. It's little dogs that she's more like, well, I, little, I don't want to bother with. And nobody likes little like, shit dogs. No. But, um, you know, every owner that... I have spoke to that has had a pit bull so far, has said like the first week, even up to three weeks, you don't get to see their real personality because they usually have gone through a lot, especially mm-hmm. if they have come from um, like a Like the shelter, shelter environment, yeah. And it was weird because, you know, like Nikki said, we thought we were going to take the collar off. She was going to run all over the place and just be like a because lunatic. We've been she used, had no idea. Yeah,
1: because we've been used to like dogs that just like are just waiting for that one chance of freedom to just run away forever you know because we had labs like and they're just like they need to like run and they need to do bad things all the time
0: yeah and it's like only and the the fence around the dog park is only four feet tall so you know i look at it and i'm like she can step over that almost like she can she can can easily hop over it with little effort but um she never knew she i guess she never had to or knew how because she never was like yeah, in a yard environment played, yeah. and
1: which is so sad
0: it is but now she's starting to see other dogs doing it and going down there with her and playing tug yeah. of war and i mean it's
1: she's such been a lovely a- addition she has been like i i love coming home i don't love getting up early in the morning to take her but like i love The moment, like the you know, just the moments that she and I just have in the mornings early, just like watching the sun come up over the river, and just you know, she's just amazing in every single way.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, is that her job is to be a working dog, and as far as working dogs go, she has been doing amazing for you because you. Lost? What do you say? Eight
1: pounds? Yeah, like I, I think I'm down like eight on. pounds since we got her, like in the last like you know weekend change, because I'm actually like moving my fat ass and
0: forcing you to go. Yeah,
1: like and I'm forcing like I'm, bro- like, you know, for the past seven days on my watch, my Apple Watch, I've gotten all my rings in, you know, and it, that's a huge feat. Like that's something like <sighs> there would, there would be days when I would even put the watch on, like especially <sighs> on like weekend days because I'm like I'm not leaving the house today, right? You know, and I mean it's it's just been awesome and plus you know she she doesn't beg but she stares
0: for a little bit for a little bit yeah curls up and gives you like yeah
1: because she's had like no people food and we're really trying to not do that because we do want to like you know eventually take her out to restaurants and not like we don't want you to beg like associate us sitting at a table as like a time for begging where like you know we had labs that would be Practically knock the table over to get oh, something from us. You yeah, it wasn't even
0: begging. It was like jumping on the table yeah. and grabbing shit. Yeah, and like... exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like, she, so like, eventually we want to do that. So I totally just lost my train of thought because I was just like staring at her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, so far we've taken our to like, a, you know, there's a pet store that yeah. we've taken her to. And I mean, we've walked her through crowded, crowded streets on the way yeah. down there and stuff like that. And When she is walking, she is very focused, which is great because that's a huge first step to be able to get around the city with her. So right, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, she has a little work to do because she is a zigzagger. you know she 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 doesn't like to sit too often. Like she's very. But treat. she'll stop. But she'll stop. But like you know she's she's been really really good. I mean she's the best dog that I think I've ever like been in the company of, and I loved behavior like, behavior wise. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, and that was just like out of the gate. Like she's just very very chill. Right,
0: and she's gonna get more and more. She's. Picky as hell when it oh comes to God, food, man. Oh my she's like, so picky. I spent fifteen dollars <laughs> on two bags of gourmet treats. First, I bought the salmon bag because she's she smelled the it and walked away and was like, "Nope, thanks anyway." Then I open up a bag of cheddar and bacon treats like who wouldn't
1: want bacon i'm thinking of eating them because like those are like my
0: two favorite things you actually did mention it to me you were like oh well don't worry about it one of one of us will get and i'm like (laughs) what and you're like well we'll give them to somebody and i'm like oh man i gotta be counting the cheddar and bacon (laughs) chips to make sure nikki isn't eating but that's
1: and that's another thing that's what i wanted to say is like the weight loss thing too real quick yes because i stopped snacking in bed Because, like, I don't want to encourage her to, like, beg. I don't want to encourage her to see it. So, like, I've been really not even having, like, my bedtime snack as we're watching our stories.
0: True. And that will go a long way because – and it's not that we eat a lot at night. Like, we really don't. Maybe it's, like, two or three handfuls of nuts. Maybe it's one or two cookies. But, I mean, it's not like – it's not like we used to do it where we would, like –
1: it would almost be a meal out, yeah. made of, you It know. was a binge. No, it wasn't even a meal. It was a binge.
0: Well, yeah, it was a meal made of desserts, basically. Yeah. It was like we would sit down and eat a pint of ice cream, you know, each yeah. at one point, you know. And all of that's coming to a stop. So, I mean, she's helping on many levels. Exactly. Not just me, but you and, you know, I mean, even Tyler in a way. I mean, you know, Tyler goes out after school like every night and Last night, we actually needed her to come home and babysit because we were going to run out, which we're going to get into.
1: Yes, because this isn't just going to be like the Kona show.
0: No, 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 not at all. And uh, when she ran out, you know, when, when we went out, she had to stay home alone for her first time for an hour. Which we
1: were very nervous about given our past experience as lab owners. Yeah, a
0: lab. And I would just – all I keep thinking was she's going to dig a hole in the couch. Exactly. That's what I because, expect from her. You
1: know, because my lab, Zach, had separation anxiety You know, because my mom would take him everywhere when she was off for the winter season because she worked at a golf club. Right. And he would, when she went back to work and she was like, you know, so she went from zero to like 16 hour days. So he went nuts and like destroyed the foyer of my parents' house. Because like they live in like a, like I think it's called a split level where like you come in the foyer and then like you go downstairs or you go upstairs. Yeah. So he like gutted the foyer like all the way down to the plywood like Mm. through the carpet through all the glue and Mm -hmm. shit and i was just like oh my god like what is she gonna do like she's gonna act out but not even just that like it wasn't even that that i was worried about it was the leaving her alone like what like would she think that she was abandoned again or whatever because we don't know anything about her history
0: right i mean we know like what they told us about her but the more we spend time with her, like we could see that there's definite gaps that they didn't know and You know, even when she was with the last people, like, from the adoption center Mm -hmm. that we found her through, the woman worked a full-time job and had a dog walker come and walk her. So, I mean, she was home alone, like, the time. Yeah, and she
1: was an emergency foster um, because I think, like, she came up in a group of dogs that were from this Tennessee shelter, and I think, like, they were trying to make room for all the dogs that were coming up from Florida and Texas Texas and stuff because of the hurricane. So, like, they were like, we need to, like, get these guys – out of here so that they can go so she was like you know a very emergency foster yeah.
0: and they had it for a week and a half mm-hmm. you know with this woman and they had like a dog walker come and, mm-hmm. and every day like i said and you know and then the rest of the time she was there alone and it was like you know now i'm home so she's around me 24 hours a day so leaving yesterday for the first time was the first time in over And you a week were yeah
1: and you were late coming to meet me on our first like night out in forever because we don't get a lot of nights out like you know what I mean because of your pots and stuff like yeah. we don't get a whole lot of time out of the apartment together like date nights like we used to we used to do like date nights a couple times a week you know yeah or so, at least
0: one day a week right, for sure right
1: but like you know. So we haven't done that in like a really long time. And you were just like, it was so hard to leave her.
0: And I was like, I
1: understand. And I'm sure it was. And I'm like, but it was like not hard enough to not come. like and (laughs) see me on a date night.
0: It's literally like having another kid again. Like it's all over again. And it's weird because I never thought I would be in that position. Number one to ever even care for anything like another kid. And especially not a dog because, you know, I told you from the beginning, like a city apartment is no place for a dog, Right. which is why at nighttime when I make her a little bit crazy, I do it on purpose because I want her to be able to get that energy out because I know it's not fair to have a dog in the city, but you know, we go on some good walks. I mean, you know, three
1: times a day, man, she gets, she gets a walk in that kicks my ass and I'm a lot taller than she is and I have longer legs.
0: Yeah. We have this one hill that she stops on the way. Oh Coming home, we have to walk up this hill. And it's like the length of a whole block. I hate it's it. A hill. It's
1: It's the worst part of like like Riverside Drive is my favorite place to walk I love walk especially in the fall because it's tree-lined like I will walk it all the way down to like the 70s you know in the Upper West Side because I love that walk like it's built for just walking and enjoying like New York City like the architecture just the buzz of the city and this hill I dread it every like as as so I'm as I'm walking down I'm like fuck this hill like and that's a thing that like people don't realize how hilly Harlem is because you know you think like oh New York is just all flat it's not like it is so hilly up here and I am still, like, I haven't gotten used to it. Like, I think I'm breathing a lot better going up this hill, like, every day for the past week plus. But, like, god damn, is it hard going up there. And then she stops, like, halfway up, and I'm like, bitch, I'm supposed to be using you as
0: my pulley mechanism. (laughs) She's probably like, bitch, you are using me as a pulley mechanism. That's why I need a break, man. (laughs) Like, you got to be kidding. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: But... The reason that we had a date night, the reason that we left our little baby Kona alone is because we had a date night to go see... 1984
0: on Broadway. Thanks mom and dad for getting those tickets for us.
1: Yes, yes. We actually got tickets for um, your parents for your dad's birthday and they loved 1984. They could not stop raving about it and they decided to reciprocate. Yes, they because, re-gifted basically yeah, is what <laughs> they did. They liked it and re-gifted it. Because God forbid they not ever reciprocate a nice <laughs> gesture. Yeah, it's like
0: going, can you just go to the show and enjoy <laughs> exactly. it rather than you know, we bought that ticket store in uh What was it?
1: It was Broadway week. It was Broadway week.
0: (laughs) So it was like going, look, it wasn't crazy expensive, but when you buy them like full price, it totally is. It's like, oh, look, man, it was just an affordable thing that came up. It was dad's birthday. It worked out perfectly. It seemed perfectly because it was was right up his alley.
1: Yeah, yeah. So then they just wanted to reciprocate because it was – and it was just – it was lovely. Like it was just lovely of them to do that. So we met after I got out of work, and we went to see – 1984 and if you haven't Heard about it um, it's on Broadway through October 8th Ooh. and It stars Tom Sturridge And Olivia
0: Wilde which is So weird like let me tell you Man let me tell you man you Didn't know anything about 1984
1: No I di- it's not that I didn't Know like I had a recollection of it was like Big Brother like I knew what Big Brother was All right. I knew that this was like A story of like this future where Big Brother watches everything that you do but like I never really got involved or invested in the story too much you know so I, I I knew what it was about but I didn't know like the specifics of it
0: right so um, we went in there you didn't have many expectations because you didn't know what I had, to expect yeah.
1: I was just like you know and it's you know obviously it's based on the George Orwell novel um, and it's just yeah
0: yeah and It's weird because as the play was going on, my mom had said, like, before, right before she got the tickets, because she called up, like, on a Wednesday and said, I think I'm going to get you guys tickets to go to the (laughs) show, but I'm not sure if Nikki's going to like it because she might be afraid of it. And I'm like, Because, like, I'm a scaredy cat,
1: and they know it. Like, everybody knows it.
0: And it was sitting there. So, I mean, I had a heads up that, okay, there might be some things that pop out. But the way their lighting and sound system works, like – it put you on edge, like, from the first Me five minutes. Me or just in general? In general like, general, the collective, like everyone, yeah. Like, within the first five minutes, you were starting to feel anxious. By the time it was over, we leave the play, and we both looked at each other, couldn't even talk about we it. We couldn't. Because no, it was just, no. like, it was so sensory overload. It and was, just yeah, just so disturbing exactly. that it was, and it's one of those things where, I know we talked about, like, American Psycho <laughs> so many times because it's still my favorite <laughs> play but you know American Psycho is one of those plays where when we left there we were like oh my god it was so fantastic but as time went on it just it kept building it was like man right. the more I think about it like just the way the lights were done the stage was done everything was done like incredible I liked it because and this is going to sound weird it was lighter than 1984. American Psycho was definitely lighter than 1984.
1: Right. And I mean like and like we've said like when we've talked about American Psycho in the past like you know we were there with people who just happened upon it. Like you know because Broadway obviously you know yes like New Yorkers go on Broadway and stuff but like it's a huge tourist attraction. More the great, tourists than more, locals. For yeah. Sure. So it's like it's a huge, huge tourist attraction to say I saw something on Broadway. So people come here and they make sh- like that's one of the things that like you know that's one of the cornerstones of a trip to New York for people, and understandably it should be. It's it's a great experience. There's oh, lots yeah. of great stuff. But I remember just sitting in American Psycho, and of course we loved it because we loved um, we love American Psycho the movie. Mm-hmm. You know we love that kind of just like fucked up shit so like
0: well also besides that like just the landmarks that they would talk about and the places that they would go to yeah, like because, they would pull out real things right, and it would be uh, like I knew that place well yeah because that's and you know, yeah the China club and things and, and
1: while I didn't have that experience I would read about things like that when I was a kid like because right. I was always interested in stuff that happened in New York so I was like always reading about like Tunnel and Limelight and like all these places that like all the cool hip kids that I guess you were like yeah. <laughs> you know would go to well, if you would look
0: back you would like going, you were more of, well, you know, Long Island dirtbag. Yeah. So then like, a, oh, you he were was cool the, and hip right now. He was, was the one on at cool Tunnel in
1: his denim jacket. That's yes, right. You know I
0: did with my Guns and Roses like <laughs> airbrushed on the back of it or whatnot.
1: But yeah, like, so that was like, that was just something that like interests us. Like New York, anything set in New York is always going to interest us. Right. You know, so like that's why we like loved that and <laughs> go on and so it was just you know that's why why we loved that so much so like 1984 was just like i i honestly had no idea like how it was going to be and like just the stage production of it was just incredible like how they were able to use video to, like, relay a deeper layer into, you know, wh- where are they? Like, was it an institution? Was it, like, a, a camp, an encampment? Like, where the hell were these people? And I just kept turning to you and I'm just like, where the fuck did these people go? Yeah, because, because the stage
0: is the way it's set up.
1: The, the way that the stage is set up, like, people would disappear from the scene Instantly. It was like they just
0: vanished. I don't know how still. Like, I, I honestly... I really don't know how. And, like, how.
1: I was trying... Like, and I followed along the whole thing, but I just couldn't be, like, how the hell... And, like, you could not hear anything. Like, I've been to plays, and, like, mostly it was probably, like, community theater, but, like, I remember hearing, like, the pitter-patter of feet on the stage. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, so I don't know if they were wearing just, like, rubber-soled shoes that you can't hear them running across the stage, but... I, and I was trying so hard not to, like, let myself keep focusing on that...
0: But, but it's like, like a magic trick where yeah. you're like if it tricks you once it's like ooh, astonishing it's yeah like after the second time it's like i gotta try to f- dissect it and figure it out because they're gonna do this more than once and after like the third time it's like it starts to drive you crazy because you're like people are disappearing and then they're reappearing again and it's like it doesn't i don't understand how
1: yeah it was just like it, it was just so like the the word that i kept coming back to and like i was explaining to tyler about the show and Because she loved the book. Like, Tyler loved the book and she wanted to see the show. And I was – as we were watching it and I'm, like, gripping your hand because I gripped your hand the entire show. Like, it It – It was
0: disturbing. It was
1: very disturbing. And, like, it was overwhelmingly disturbing. And it was, like, intensely intense. Like,
0: the acting was – like I would say, the acting as far as a Broadway play, this was the best acting I have seen in a Broadway play. Ever I have in my never
1: life. like you, Tom. There were times, and like I, I'm, I'm a crier. We all know this. I'm very open about it. Like I can't watch a show, a cartoon. Like I get very, I get very easily moved by things and welled up by things, <laughs> and that's just who I am. And you can all suck my dick, but <laughs> that's okay, thanks anyway. <laughs> Go on, but. It was just like, I wanted to cry because it was so like, you were like, this is happening to these two people. Olivia Wilde and Tom Sturridge like this is like they belong together and this is not like you know like and they have to fight and then you think about like what if like the someone you love like you're not allowed to be with because the government doesn't let you and it's like it's so fucking timely and it's like so scary how realistic it is even in like ways that it might be overblown you know in some ways right Like, there's a realism to a lot of it.
0: Well, I think that that was, you know, the thing that separated it and made it my number, like, two favorite play behind American Psycho. Because as you're watching American Psycho, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I think that there is so much murder and just, like, horrible things in the news that you'll watch it, and then when you hear that, oh, you know, somebody... Murdered somebody. It's just another day, like, right? It's not, and then they kind of throw humor in with it, and then they throw in places that you know in it, and then you're like, man, you know what? I've been to all those clubs so many times, and I know people have probably gotten murdered there over the years. You know, during the times that I've went there and stuff like that. But people die all the time, you right? Can't think of it like
1: right. that, right? Right.
0: This this whole idea of the government seeping into people's lives, like embedding themselves right. in people's lives is very new to most people like you know what's been going on like as soon as they put up like the like easy pass lanes on right. the highway it was like you know that they're watching everywhere <laughs> you go but most people are thinking it's a matter of convenience and it's like no it's not a matter of convenience they're tracking everywhere you go they're taking pictures of your car they know where you're leaving from they know where you're going to they have like right
1: exactly exactly your
0: windshield with you in it to make sure that you're the person driving so, it hit closer to home to the point where it was, that was the disturbing part. Like, cause as you're watching it, you're like
1: going, I man, you don't
0: realize, like, you can't get away with it. And I tell you that all the time. Like, when we first moved here, and there were times where you were like going, man, is the subways gonna be good to take and stuff like that? Cause, you know, you always hear stories about like people getting pushed on the tracks or yeah. shit happening, especially at, during late night. Cause I mean, it, bad things happen in the subways. It's just what it yeah. is. But you don't see people getting away with a lot of shit in the subways because there's so many cameras that it's probably a safer bet to go down on the subway than it is to just roam around on some streets.
1: Right. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. And I mean, and, you know, being in the media, I get access to so many of like, I I get daily, I, I get thousands of emails a week from the nypd for like you know they're like requesting media assistance for like spreading the word like hey we're looking for this person and it's like it'll be like grainy video shots from like street cameras or subway stitch things and it's like a lot of times they do find people you know it's like it's crazy how like they're able to just track people down Right. And it's like, and I never really, and I was just like, wow, that's great that they found this guy who was like, They always
0: find the guy in the subways, but they don't always find the guy that does something in front of a building.
1: Right. No, I, yeah, but I'm like, it's just like there's a lot, but there's also a lot of times that they don't find people, you know, and, but it was just like my god like it was just so like
0: real it was so real disturbingly real and again going back to the acting the pain that the people felt like you could feel it
1: like yeah
0: it was ridiculous
1: but it like, really was. I mean, like, I don't know if, like, and I know that there was like another movie. And did you ever see the movie version I of did. 1984?
0: I did. It was a long. I feel like it was a while ago. Though yeah, I, saw I don't it. Like, know. It hasn't been out in quite some time. I do think that I definitely wanna, like, you know, rewatch get it, and it and, rewatch it for sure. Yeah. I mean, just to reassociate with myself. I remember that I did love the book when the book came out. Like that is something really? that we actually had to read for high school.
1: That is so crazy. We never had to read anything. And I think Tyler had to read it for school too. But we never had to read anything like really ridiculous. Like I didn't, we didn't even read Catcher in the Rye. And I think like that's something that like every kid like has to read. I don't like, think I read, read
0: Catcher in the Rye. But we've read 1984. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's weird, especially now, like these days, I feel like that is a poignant book. Like people should know, like, yeah, Look, man, this was foreseen years ago man like you know this was written quite a while ago yeah where it's like going all right well like he
1: saw like orwell was like a mystic or something but the movie actually came out in
0: 1984 oh okay
1: yeah like and it was like a british a british film apparently
0: it's it's basically what apple launched its first campaign on too yeah i remember
1: like i remember studying that in like both of my advertising classes that i took for journalism yeah oh yeah really big deal yeah Um, but yeah, the book was published in 1949. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, like he saw all of this shit coming
0: and it literally played out almost to what his vision was Yeah. like, you know, what is it like 60 years ago now?
1: I don't know. You're yeah, I'm not like a math person. 60 years <laughs> like, what are you? You're no, asking. I'm like, I'm sorry.
0: I forgot. I forgot. I asked my word person a math <laughs> question. <laughs> my bad.
1: These things don't mix. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It's like in the dystopian society. It's like, what is it? Oceana or something? I think where they were. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so. Oh, you have one skill, and mine is writing news speak, I guess <laughs> news, well that's why they're getting rid
0: of that news speak, I know right with, yeah.
1: and like as I was watching that I was just thinking of like you know all the like fake news and the backlash against the media and stuff and it's just like wow
0: yeah or just like you know just closing like a lot like you know the media doesn't have access to the president anymore like the president is basically you know running the country from behind uh, you know his, his Twitter account for exactly the most part. yeah so I mean it's almost like the the great and mighty Oz. Is yeah. the president even still alive? When, when's the last time you <laughs> Is you he know, a rubber mask him? that we see like in Halloween shops? <laughs> Seriously, like, the dude, I mean, he doesn't pop up all that often compared yeah. to like, you know, you see like his press secretaries coming out and stuff. But it's a very weird time, man. I yeah. think that a book that was written in the 1940s is, is foreshadowing like. You know who's really leading the country. You don't see the person, you but you know that they're watching everything that you do. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, creepy. it's
1: it's it is very creepy. Um, but yeah, like let's let's talk a little bit about like the acting. Um, right. you know Tom Sturridge plays the main character, um, Winston. Mm-hmm. You know who is just put through the ringer so much, and I mean it got violent, mm-hmm. and it got fucking scary and then like they broke the fourth is it the fourth wall is that what they call it when like they interact with the audience kind of and like they broke like the fourth wall and he's like begging the audience for help and he's like don't just sit there and it's like and I was I couldn't even breathe like I was seriously like I could not breathe like my I put my hand to my throat and I was just like I mean there's blood like it was so realistic what he did. Like oh, yeah. if he doesn't get a Tony for this like he he should. Like I haven't read any of the reviews or anything about it. Um but he would get a Tony from the high regard show if we were in charge with that. It certainly
0: was. If we were in charge of anything, we would give it to you. But <laughs> we're not. We could just give you praise through the airwaves.
1: <laughs> but I mean, he just he's I think he's won a Tony like he was yeah he got he was nominated for a Tony for Orphans, mm. and he was an Olivier Award nominee for American Buffalo. I think the Olivier Award is like the British version, mm. kind of like like it's a very high ranking award like in the theater community, um, you know. And he's been in a bunch of movies and stuff like that. Um, but he was just like it was so real, like you could just feel his pain so much. And this was Olivia Wilde's Broadway
0: debut, which was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I mean, she just, and like you might, you might recognize her from Vinyl on HBO. She was on House. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has a great, great Instagram account. She is—I I actually, I, I really, really love her. I think she's just, she's just fun. She's such a great activist. Like, this I just, was
0: not a fun play. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: like, but just like you know, I follow her on Instagram. Like, she just is such an activist like she's out there fighting for like women and human rights and stuff like that and then like she's also just like she seems like so cool and she just you couldn't take your eyes off of her because it was like she was going through this oh, like yeah. herself you oh, know
0: well she is yeah. for the most part especially being a woman in these times i yeah. feel like she's going through it more than anyone sure, else yeah on this, no yeah when you put
1: yeah when you think about that like for sure and it's just like and you couldn't help i saw this once And I'm not going to see it again before it closes on October 8th. But like how it like just it shut us up. And like we even went to dinner afterward. We went across the street to Virgil's, which was amazing yeah, If you like food. barbecue, man, yeah, go hit sure. Virgil's. But we went there, and our and our waiter David, who was this so sweet, he was like, oh, you know, like where we, you know, where are you guys from here, from around here? Because like you know, it isn't like the touristy right. section. So chances
0: are you're not
1: exactly. And <laughs> I said, oh yeah, we live uptown. I said and we just went to a place. Like oh, what, what did you see? And we were like 1984. And he's like. What did you think about it? Like, you know, I've been hearing so many, like, mixed reviews, like, people not liking it, people loving it, people finding it frightening. And I was just like, I don't think I'm ready to talk about it yet. Because it was literally, like... 10 minutes after we walked out of the theater like we didn't I, talk
0: about it till we were done after dinner yeah. and walking back was the first yeah. time we even mentioned it
1: yeah like because to be honest with you like i was feeling like completely like just fucked up because there's strobes there's flashing lights there's like loud noises and like and that was a reason why i was like you know i'm kind of glad that tyler didn't go because i know that she really doesn't like loud noises and like oh, it, yeah, was it was just was like there were times like everybody in the audience was just like psh, like jumping back because you were like i was an not expecting this to like feel like a Mack truck was coming at me just by the use of lights and um so I just said to David and I was just like you know I'm really not ready to talk about it I'm like I honestly like the only thing that I wanted was just like I want to just curl up in a corner and just cry like and I just said that actually I, I didn't was like, and I oh, did. wait a minute <laughs> we have fried pickles hush puppies,
0: <laughs> pork sandwiches I'm like And you look like your eyes are tearing up, and then your drink came, and you were fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I
1: actually, like, and I I don't drink that often anymore, so I'm like, I needed a drink after it, and I'm like, and I just wanted to just, like, I needed, like, a sob to just kind of wipe everything away, and then I could, like, talk about it. Like, it was very emotionally draining watching it.
0: I couldn't help but think, especially during the scene where they turned the house lights on, and they were like, and he was you know reaching out to the audience and bleeding like like he's bleeding from like the hands and mouth and the whole entire time that was happening i was like jesus christ man this is so realistic that if they actually killed him on stage right now i don't like i don't think people would know how to react like it, it could really be happening like that's how convincing it was
1: that and honestly and that was a thought that i was thinking i was just like is this gonna be like
0: a snuff film. Like a snuff, yeah. a play. Like yeah. they really like killing this guy? Yeah. And, it was, and I had to keep pulling myself back and being like, it's a show. Like I came in knowing it was going to be scary because my parents said, hey, there's going to be some scary parts. But you didn't realize how human emotion scary it was. It was. Yeah. It just got you. And so much show to the point where my parents said they ran into the same thing too but i was kind of pissed about it a little bit and i don't we haven't discussed this at all oh. when the show ended and they came out to take their curtain call like three people stood up in the beginning did you notice that i did yeah like hardly anybody everybody just stayed seated and like all of a sudden like two people got up and i looked around and i was like Regardless of what you think of the content or what you think of the play, the acting was so brilliant. You have to stand up and like acknowledge. I
1: don't think it was a disrespect thing. Like, I honestly don't because everybody did end up standing, but I think people were just like. That shocked. Like, it was just like you needed a minute to catch your breath, like after the end of it, because it just ended and it was so abrupt.
0: But it was perfect the way it, it ended. Yeah, yeah. It, it couldn't have ended. Better than what it did. Because it was just like, it kind of, you know, asks the question, like, is this problem taken care of? Or is it just tweaked to the point where you don't see it happening? Right. And then that just comes to an end and it it kind of leaves it up to your opinion. Right. Like, where it goes from here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, it just, like, oh my God. Like, just, like... There was no, and like, I don't even remember if there was like a blackened second where like he left the stage. I think he just walked back and then walked back with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Like, cause it was like, you know, Tom Sturridge was the only one on stage at that point at the, at the very, very end, I think. And then it was just like, he went back and they all came out and it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And to add to like the frenetic fucked upness of this there is no intermission and it's like 101 yep. I think it's 101 or 111 minutes it's, so yeah yeah it's 101 minutes and it runs with no intermission so which was like there was a point where it's like you know I I kind of like the intermission because like not that I get up and go anywhere but it's just the like moving like shifting around in your seat
0: taking a breath and like yeah. a, like just kind of letting everything settle yeah. So you could think about it. This
1: was just like, no, you were uncomfortable. because You were
0: uncomfortable On physically.
1: Purpose. You were uncomfortable mentally. You know, so it was just like it was brilliant the way that they presented this.
0: Yes. And, you know, I would say the last thing that I got to say about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, Nikki just had almost had a microphone situation no you did I did have a microphone situation, situation
0: and I know that's not going to be the last time we're going to talk about your microphone situations for sure that that goes without saying
1: I will speak a little bit to this um, so it was adapted by Robert Ick and mm-hmm. Duncan McMillan and they also directed it and I mean they deserve a million times credit. I mean, that was incredible the lighting design from, you know, like just the lighting design, the video production, the the like the way that they broke down the set like to to make it like you were at like wherever Big Brother was, like right. how they switched from like the antique shop to where they went, like the way that the stage just like lifted and like, and it was done in front of you and loud and it was guys in masks. Like every second of that play was like to just get into your head and it did.
0: And here is my thought on it. Oh, this I'm is how it so ends. glad. I'm so glad. And, and you and I discussed this, but it's plays like this, American Psycho. It's like the off-Broadway stuff. That doesn't ever last long enough. Like if 1984 was going to be around into January, you know, I would say I would definitely go and see it again. I would see it again for sure. Mostly to dissect how the hell the people just came back and forth. Right. Like because now we
1: could focus on that.
0: (laughs) Same thing with American Psycho. Like we saw American Psycho the weekend that it was closing. And seriously, nothing made me more upset because I knew I wasn't going to get a chance to see it again.
1: Because we were going to go back and see it like that. Exact weekend.
0: But it's these, like, hidden gems that wind up being so much better than all the other stuff. But when people come from out of town, they're not looking for an off-Broadway play that they don't know. They're looking for cats. They're looking for Phantom. They're looking for The Lion King.
1: Right, which, are, which you know, the, last, the latter two are, like... I loved, you know, Phantom. I love Phantom. Lion King. I loved Lion King.
0: But it's a, but it's those are tourist plays. Of course, of course they are. But this, that doesn't mean that they're not good. Oh no, not at all. They're they are good. But when people come to the city, they're not looking for an American Psycho. They're not looking for an right no, They're looking
1: for it to be like I saw Cats on Broadway. Right, of course, everybody
0: heard of Cats. Exactly. But maybe not everybody heard of 1984, yeah. but they should.
1: Yeah. Be- exactly.
0: Especially when something like those two plays. Especially like American Psycho and 1984 are so powerful that, you know, it doesn't make sense that those don't have longer runs.
1: Right, exactly. And I, I think that's a shame because you need to take a risk. And it's like, yeah, like, okay, now they're doing, like, a Frozen musical. And, like, they did Aladdin. And it's just, like, it's all just this bubblegum bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's like, who cares? You can go to Disney World and or Disneyland and see a fucking Frozen compilation, I am sure. I have no doubt you can go to Disney World. Right. And there's, like, people dressed up as every princess or prince.
1: Right. But it's, like, it's these little rarities that are, like, off-Broadway gems that make it to the big show. And they don't get, like, I, I don't think that they're given. But, again, you know, how do you sustain a full house? But, I mean, like, American Psycho had a full house.
0: I think that's because it was closing yeah. like that soon. No, I'm sure if we went back to 1984 next week, it would probably be more fuller. I'm, I'm yeah. bummed out that yeah, it wasn't Yeah, it was, like, about half full. Out. Yeah,
1: like, it looked like it was about half full.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but it was. I it, mean, you know, but
1: you should go see it before October 8th, which is next weekend.
0: That's it so shall we uh what
1: get into a roly-poly rorty
0: we'll do a quick roly-poly rorty how about that okay all right roly-poly
1: rorty so it has officially been a year since roly-poly rorty started his journey post-surgery
0: It might actually be time to start dissolving Roly-Poly Rorty because, I mean, now we're to the point where, you know, the weight should probably start to stay off unless I start gaining some of it back, and that's not the case. I don't foresee myself losing more than 10 more pounds before I hit, like, the absolute lowest point that I can go before... I'm not healthy anymore.
1: And what is the, yeah, exactly. And then we get into a whole other pile of shit. Right,
0: now we're on the opposite end of the health spectrum. Um, So where are you right now, weight-wise? Right now, I'm at 170 pounds.
1: And what were you to start?
0: 303.
1: That's like 7,000 pounds in my (sighs) mind.
0: (laughs) Well, for a word person, that adds up to just around 7,000 pounds. You are correct. It's close, it's close. But um, I would say that, like, right now, you know, the lowest I would want to go right from the beginning would be 160. That's on the low end of the normal spectrum. Anything below 160 is, for my height, is starting to get into low weight. <laughs> and I don't want to get below no, weight. No, no. But it's slowed down considerably. Like, for the last two weeks, you know, I've only right. lost a pound in the last 2 weeks. Do you
1: think that maybe you're gaining muscle now that you're actually moving and walking?
0: See, I don't know how that's going to play because with the pots there was not a lot of move in fact there was no movement for months and months. Right. But now that I am, I don't know like if I'm going to actually you know gain some muscle weight back or if I'm going to lose like the last 5 or 10 pounds. Right. So that, you know, I can then go and hit my goal of 160 to 165 or if i'm gonna you know the the muscle's gonna get on and then it's gonna like all of a sudden spike my weight up because muscle weighs more than sure apparently but you know as of right now i mean if i can lose five more pounds i would say i'm done and just coast from there and just keep the same eating habits and everything else yeah i think your eating habits
1: i mean you are so mindful of your eating habits and i mean like and you're mindful of it before you even take a bite well, you know, because there's times where, like, you know, I, I will eat something and be like, I'm just goldfishing. Like, I am just kind of fucking wolf this down. Like, we were sitting at the restaurant yesterday waiting for, you know, the check to come. I was just like, well, I'm going to pick at this popcorn. I'm going to pick at this popcorn shrimp. <laughs> the popcorn was
0: freaking good, though, The popcorn though, man. was so
1: good. But it was like, you know, you're so mindful about that. You're like, when I am done, I am done. It hurts. Though, yeah, that's exactly. The reason why. I mean, so pretend for mm-hmm. one gleaming moment Mm -hmm. that there was no POTS diagnosis, that there was no issue with POTS. Do you think that bariatric surgery was right for you? Oh. The loaded question. That is
0: a very, very loaded question. This is a 60 minutes type question. Well, look, man, (laughs) here's the thing. You know, the deeper we get into learning about, like, how the POTS came about – the POTS might have been the cause of all of this right from the beginning. Right, And we could have avoided the bariatric surgery completely if we knew that I was tested positive for POTS right. two years ago, which is very, very possible. Um, now, with that being said, I don't know if it would have changed my mind to get the surgery or not, because I know that at 303 pounds and 5'11", you know, I was just setting taken... myself for a heart attack. Exactly. Like i am I'm, I'm I'm dying either way. Yeah. Like it doesn't exactly. make a difference.
1: And it runs in your family. You right. know, so I think like the dras like the drasticness of it, I think it was necessary.
0: But Right. I would like to think that the pots like now, like now that everything is starting to come full fold and the the weight loss is where I want it to be just about and you know we already have the diagnosis for the POTS, and that's what the problem is, you know, as far as, like, what's happening right now and stuff. And it's what's fucking up my entire life right now.
1: Right.
0: But I think that, you know, either way, I would have gotten the surgery done. It, whether I had POTS or I didn't have POTS, I think I would have gotten the weight loss surgery done um, to avoid we just a didn't, heart attack down right. the road.
1: We just didn't have the time to figure it out what it was like to humanly lose it like to humanly lose it because we didn't have that kind of time
0: there's no way it would not have possibly i I, I wouldn't have i wouldn't have because what all of this you know like discipline as far as eating goes now where it's like going i'll eat like a half a dinner because i'll say oh i want a piece of cake that we have in there you know i want a half piece of cake for this like I don't I I didn't have that discipline before. Yeah, we the would eat the whole
1: dinner with all of the side fixings, and then we would have the cake.
0: Absolutely, and now like I I won't do that because I am so afraid of getting all that pain back again. Right. That I'm like going, you know. So I think in that way it 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 did help, not in right. a good way, but it did.
1: But it helped you. It helped you control and learn how to moderate like is that moderation yeah like it right. helped, it taught you moderation which I think is something that's finally like feeding off onto me you know like for
0: sure because it definitely I'm is.
1: definitely not doing as much as I used to I mean there's days where like I'm just like I'm gonna pig well, out because yeah. you get you get like that
0: but and I also think like with you now is that like you know we were since day one man we just we're bingers. We, we, yeah. we ate everything and not ate. We ate, we drank, we ate, we drank. Yeah. And I mean, and over the years, we pulled back on the drinking and to the point where we really don't drink anymore. So,
1: well, you can't and I don't because it's like, who wants to drink alone?
0: Like, but I mean, we reeled that in, yeah. which means we can reel in pretty much anything. Yeah. Because that was a big part. Because I mean, Jesus Christ, I was working at a casino. You were working at like a weekly magazine, at a party that magazine. At yeah. <laughs> the casino. So, we could go pretty much anywhere and drink and for free. We, yeah, so, exactly. I mean, and
1: we lived in Pennsylvania, so there was nothing else that we could do. <laughs> right.
0: So I mean, if we were able to reel that in, I feel like you'll be able to reel the yeah. snacking in. And and I there's been a huge difference. Like, yeah, I
1: totally feel for it sure. for sure. So,
0: you know, I think for both of us it helped. Um, but like I said, I, I really feel like the Rolly Poly Rody segment at some point
1: maybe we're going to look at it and
0: just be like. Well, what was this week like? I'm 165 pounds.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Next so, week, I'm 165 pounds. Like, I mean, it's only so much people want to hear about that after right, a while. yeah. Unless something, of course, comes up or sure, something yeah. else. Well, but then I've, maybe
1: it's time to think about a new segment for Tom.
0: I think maybe it's more about the pots now. Exactly. Because there's so much to learn about it still. Right,
1: and Roly Poly already has mostly, for the past couple months, been about pots. Like, it's yeah. shifted into that. So maybe we'll have to come up with another
0: That means we're going to write write a jingle. We will have to write a jingle. We will have to write a jingle. (laughs) And I'm going to have to say what POTS means, and I can't pronounce all the words. (laughs) I'll do it for you. I'll try to do it for you. (laughs) All right. It's not easy, man, especially when you get to the middle. it yeah, gets really, no, really It's really, really long. It's
1: a very long word.
0: <laughs> my attention span doesn't last well, so I'm <laughs> well, sorry. Well,
1: I don't think our listeners will either. So let's wrap up this roly poly Congratulations on one year post-surgery. Thank you, you. look amazing. Well, thank you. So very handsome.
0: It's only because I'm sitting next to my beauty queen. Okay.
1: Oh, I know you're not talking about me. Conan's he pointed to the dog so just so He's you know. So <laughs> I am not Tom's <laughs> beauty queen.
0: You're my beauty queen, too. But, but look at her. Come I on. get kisses after the dog mouth.
1: <laughs> Let's wrap it up.
0: <laughs> brave. All right. So that's this week's show, peeps. Thank you so much for listening again. And uh, thanks, Mom and Dad, for the tickets to 1984. Freaking awesome play. And, you know... Again, man. Like go see you it have, if you have a chance. You have a little bit of time left, man. Get out there and get those tickets. And if you're like, I don't know if I want to make that big of an investment right now because I don't know how I feel about it. Go Just to TKTS, it. man. They got tickets for half price there. Go like, do it. Just right do it. in Times Square, you can get them for half price. I mean, worth every penny. Absolutely. And um, you know if you have some extra money you wanna like spend, feel free to like send it our way. You could reach us at highregardshow.com. And of course you could send us emails and say, we're not really planning on sending you anything, sir.
1: But tell us about your uncle in Tanzania or something that wants our help with funding or something.
0: Yeah, we'd be happy to help with that, <laughs> sure. And you can let us know that through highregardshow at gmail.com.
1: And you could find us on all social media outlets as High Regard Show. And you could even follow Queen Kona at The Kona Persona.
0: On Facebook, Twitter, all Instagram. All social
1: media. Okay, they know.
0: Soon YouTube. 'Cause we got finally got some videos today. So. We got
1: some videos. So today. we got
0: some works to do.
1: Sadly, we did not get a video of the junk shot that Kona gave her dad, but I'm sure there's more in the
0: works. Let me tell you, if the dog hits me in the nuts and you are spending more time filming it and laughing and then coming over <laughs> and saying, Are you okay? you're in trouble.
1: All right. I'll the take end. it. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody.
0: Good night, everyone. Who's watching me? Gave me ass rabies.